Here's your warning, this episode contains spoilers for the 2002 film Resident Evil. Hello and welcome to Bad Adaptation Pod where we watch and talk about every theatrically released video game adaptation, their sequels, tie-ins, spin-offs and other bits and bobs. I'm your host Finn and I'm joined as always by my co-host Guy. Hello. This week we're watching Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil from 2002. Let's have a look at the trailer. Deep underground. In a top secret research lab, security has been breached. A deadly virus capable of contaminating the entire world has been released. Oh my god. We have to get out of this building. Who's that? It's the brakes! Okay, we're here to help. Now, an elite team has been sent in to stop it. Five hours ago, Red Queen went homicidal. Who's the Red Queen? State-of-the-art artificial intelligence. The corporation's keeping a few secrets down here. But they have only three hours left before it begins infecting and mutating the whole human race. Everyone stay calm. You have to get out. Don't listen to anything she says. She's a holographic representation of the Red Queen. Maybe our only way out of here. How is she still standing? She isn't standing now. You're all going to die down here. Oh. Hey, did you know this was released in 2002? <laughs> There's definitely some uh, giveaways, so I don't know if you want to get into it now, but... Um, uh, I'll give a brief synopsis okay, of do uh, the movie and everything around it. Uh, so Underworld is a long-running sci-fi horror action series distributed by Screen Gems with a decent amount of gore, a kick-ass female protagonist played by an actress who married the director after filming the first movie. <laughs> Resident Evil is apparently an entirely separate franchise, which we'll be covering <laughs> uh, over the course of this podcast, starting today with the first entry. Mm. Um, what I found really different for 2002 is that you had two build female leads, mm. and that was it. That, that was the only two people they advertised as being in the movie. Yeah. Uh, the trailer, does that mean it passes the Bechdel test? I've never listened to a woman explain what that is to um, me. Does it? Oh, I can't remember the rules now, uh, I too. can. It's, uh, I think they got to have a conversation with each other, both being named characters, Without not about another other man. man. Yeah. So it does. Oh, the movie does. I don't think the trailer does. No, the trailer doesn't. <laughs> Imagine if it... I don't think this podcast does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not the first podcast to not pass the Bechdel test. That's right. Uh, so this is based on the popular video game. Uh, Mila Jovovich, I believe. I may be getting that wrong. Uh, yeah, I when... couldn't decide if it was like Mila Jolovich. Jolovich. Jovovich. Jovovich. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Let's just call her Mila. Yeah. Or Mia. I don't know. Could be. Uh, she stars as a mysterious member of a commando team who must break into the Hive, which is a vast underground genetics laboratory operated by the powerful Umbrella Corporation, which I've heard of despite not having played the games. There, a deadly virus has been unleashed, killing the lab's personnel and resurrecting them as zombies. The thing that I copy and pasted this from emphasized they were evil zombies. Mm. I didn't think that distinction was necessary. No. The team has just three hours to shut down the lab's supercomputer and close the facility before the virus threatens to overrun the Earth. Thankfully, the movie does not last that full three hours. They condense some parts of it, thank yeah. God. Although it is an hour and 40 minutes, which is probably about 20 minutes too long. That's, yeah, that's not that's not unfair, um, I reckon. But well, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah. um, is there, have we got any more of the synopsis? Not of the synopsis, that's, that about covers it. Okay. However, just quickly, I wanted to get into your experiences yes. with the game. Well, let's just dive into that just really quickly. So, mm-hmm. and maybe this can be a new uh, section of the podcast. Everything which, is a new section. It's the first episode, well, guys. That's right. Uh, but an ongoing thing, which is, I was born and you weren't. <laughs> and it basically involves all <laughs> no, these... I was born when You were born. Out. You yeah, were born. Yeah, yeah. Technically, you were born. But so for me, this was like a in 2002. So I was ni- 19 when this came out. Um, I'm 39 now, just in case anyone's keeping score. And um, we hate giving out maths. Uh, but like, so for me, this was a very like this was a bit of a like, you know, sort of cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like Resident Evil, the games was like really, really big. And Resident Evil, the games for me is like one of my favorite games of all time. Uh-huh. Um, which, uh, and in fact, it's the only game series that I've continued to play up until this point and have finished every single one of. Wow. Not counting some of the spin-offs, the shitty spin-offs. So like the main line. Yeah, the main line, I've played all and finished all of them. You and I've, I've, I have not achieved that. I mean, I've pretty much quit playing video games. Because you're 39. Because um, I'm 39 years old mm-hmm. and it's hard to um, do fun things as you get older. You stop doing fun things. They sort of fall by the wayside. It just becomes yeah. responsibility and making money. So You do this instead. Look forward to that. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> For me, I was like, oh, man, they're doing Resident Evil. Guys, this is awesome. And I did go and see this at the movies. Mm. And I was pretty upset. I was pretty (laughs) angry when I watched this. Um, I was not happy with the artistic liberties that they took. I was very disappointed in, like, that they really... It has nothing to do with the games, basically. As in, in plot-wise, yeah. there's very few similarities apart from Umbrella Corporation and apart from Zombies. Yes. And I felt that, and this the T-Virus, so a couple of the, the monster that we'll talk about later, I suppose, but I don't, may, you may, guys may have gathered from the trailer, is like an action film. Yes. And the whole point originally of Resident Evil, and, it, and unfortunately, this is what happened, is Resident Evil started taking things from the Resident Evil movies. Yes. They started getting bad ideas from the, their, the, the movies and made it more action-y. But the original Resident Evil was survival horror. The whole thing that made it good was that it was very scary and that you were kind of shitting your pants. And I was like, oh, man, survival horror, zombies, how could you lose? Well, you could turn it into an action film, use none of the plot, and just sort of throw everything out. So I was definitely quite disappointed by what transpires in this film. <laughs> Do you have any idea of how it turned into an action film? Because it wasn't always going to be. No, let's uh, let's dive in. So I have some information that George A. Romero actually wrote a script for Resident Evil. I actually had heard that one. Yeah, yes. but they turned it down because it was too gory, 
too, I guess, adult-based. Maybe he wrote in some nuance into the script mm, and they were like, mm. no, 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 we don't yeah. want any of that. No way, Jose. And he went, all right. <laughs> well, what's um, we'll Paul give it to W.S. The... Anderson doing? Yeah, uh, well, he had the best performing video game adaptation so far of in course. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, how yeah. can we forget? Yeah, low budget, high profit. You know, yeah. that's exactly what they were going for here. Yeah. And he did it again. He did do it again. Yep. Can't yeah. fault him on that. No, you can't. You can't take away from uh, the unfortunate success of this franchise. Hey, every number one like song films. is a good song. Am I right? <laughs> huh? Who's um, going to argue with me on that? Pop uh, yeah. is always good because it's popular. Yeah, so uh, a note, I guess, on Paul W.S. Anderson is there is also, he's not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson. No. And Wes Anderson. So there's three directors all <laughs> with a similar name. And... Of these directors, Paul W.S. Anderson is the worst Anderson director by a long shot. Yeah, you hear that? All you Andersons watching? Shots fired. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he's still a very successful director. So, but He'll be crying all the way to the bank. Well, he actually originally had to put the W.S. in because the two Paul uh, Andersons were getting confused and they couldn't get uh, appropriate credits in the Director's Guild or whatever. Like Michael J. Fox. Um, the J doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's the poor the poor man's director with Anderson as a last name. He is not a poor man, though, thanks Certainly to not this movie and every sequel afterwards. I also thought it was interesting that he did not date, or maybe he was dating, but he didn't like officially get together with with Mila Jolovic, Jolovic, Yolo. What? We'll edit in the right one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but, we won't. Um, we, we, we won't. But um, can't find one. But it wasn't till like a couple of mo- a couple of Resident Evils in that she just gave up. She's like, well, I guess. <laughs> I'm you kinda, think she just gave it? Well, yeah, kind of seems like that. At the, she was like, look, I've got a lot of things going on. Maybe one of the other Anderson directors will want me for a film. And then she kind of got trapped in this franchise, and then she got trapped with Paul W. S. Anderson. I, th- I, <laughs> I mean, we can't say when no, it went down could, like that. Or pure not. speculation on your behalf. Yes. <laughs> I, I I think that um, what really happened is that he managed to get a really good pay cut for her and then he wanted in on that and so mm. he married her. Mm. So she's not his wife. He is her husband. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Financially. There you go. Yep. That that was just my note on the, the other directors have done stuff. Paul Thomas Anderson has done There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. and The Phantom Thread and The Master uh, and Boogie Nights. I was born when some of those came out. And Wes Anderson probably has done Fantastic Mr. Fox. Grand Budapest Hotel is probably his biggest film. Mm. That, 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 that is sci-fi horror. What? <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. <laughs> um, we're stuck with the worst Anderson. and That's not, what the W stands a, a for. Not, a not great <laughs> Resident Evil, maybe. Paul, Paul Worst Screenwriter Anderson. Yeah. I think that's what it stands for, at least yeah. in your mind. Uh, yeah, well, maybe in a lot of people's minds. I don't mind the guy. Okay. I think he's all right. He does have some artistic flair, you know. Yes. There's definitely... There was some nice flourishes in here, I will oh, admit. Absolutely. I, I agree with his taste in side boob. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to dive in to probably the most watched scene of this movie? Yeah. Let's that do it. That is that laser scene. That laser scene. Working on it. 
Please, I'm trying. Hold your positions, everyone. Stay calm. What's that? What's what? <laughs> I don't think he's been in this movie until then. <laughs> going the wrong way, right? Yeah. Oh well. Didn't make it. That's some video game bullshit right there, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I really like the eye leaking. That's yeah. a detail I really like. Nice. It was a nice touch. And also how they threw it out of focus rather than stay in focus to see it maybe not look amazing. Yeah. I mean, even so, the physics weren't amazing yeah. for it anyway. But you can, I can forgive it, honestly. That, is that the best scene in the whole film? It's the most memorable. It is definitely the most memorable. Because it comes kind of out of the blue and then just everyone dies. And when I watched that again... Because I, I obviously quite vividly remembered that. That was the only thing I remembered about this film. Exactly. The so, only thing. So does that make it the best film? Well, I mean, no, the best, sorry, the best scene? Well, I mean, I, obviously it's the best film. There's no discussion. <laughs> um, it is actually probably the best Resident Evil film. Unfortunately, unfortunately. I may disagree with you there okay, based okay, on the okay. one other one I've seen. Right. It's, it's uh, pretty obvious which one. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, for me, I was sort of like, mm, not sure about that. But, yeah, I agree it's the best scene in the whole thing, yeah. probably. I have your mate's uh, words on that, Roger Ebert, mm. someone that I know that you'll know yes. uh, personally. Not personally. Yeah, yeah, well, we won't call him Roger He was uh, before my time in terms of I, I myself am a film director, so. Oh. He does not uh, review any of my films. Did not have the pleasure. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> no, I agree. So he had to say this, or he had this to say yeah. on the laser scene. So there was one neat effect when characters unwisely venture into a corridor and the door slams shut on them. Then a laser beam passes at head level, decapitating one. Another beam whizzes past at waist level, cutting the second in two while the others duck. I mean, not quite true. He's misremembered, but, you know. We'll give him a pass. He is dead. A third laser pretends to be high, but then switches to low, but the third character outsmarts a bunch of them. Yeah, he's getting it a little bit wrong. Anyway, he says, since the grid is inescapable, what were the earlier lasers about? Does the corridor have a sense of humour? <laughs> <laughs> I think it kind of does. Like, yeah. it could have just done that from the beginning, couldn't well, it? Well, that's, I guess, you know, when you pick, apart, pick it apart a little bit mm. and you go, okay, so if the goal is to laser these people... And you can do the massive everything laser. Why don't you start with that? Yeah. But again, it's AI, so you could argue that it is it's just learning. the Red Queen just messing with them a little bit. 
Yeah, or it's just like, look, I'm just going to send one laser out. I don't want to waste too much power on this, right? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, you got, okay, let me move the lasers a bit. Oh, yeah, still, yeah. all right. Okay, let me give you all the lasers if you want to be smart about it. Yeah, or oh, you want to, like, dive through yeah, one of these? Nah, be, nah, nah, You nah, want to nah, be nah. a cool guy? You want to do one of, like, it was very impressive how he jumped up and he oh, held yes. himself vertical. Mm-hmm. What was he holding on to? I think just some, were there any... Let's not check. <laughs> but were there nails? Were there? I don't know. Were there? I'm not sure. Maybe they're like, clap activated and they just, he knows. Um, yeah, most memorable scene. Definitely probably the best part of the film. Mm. When I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, that was cool. It was disappointing for me that he died because he was, I think his name, he was credited as Mr. Exposition. Yeah. He explained the film up until then to me. Yes. And, and from then I had to like really pay attention when watching the film to know what was going on. Luckily, not a lot went on. So um yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, he was kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that deep baritone voice, mm, you know, either. commanding. Mm, very. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he played his part very well. Yeah. So I just want to speak to this for a second. Yeah. Okay. This poster. So before the movie's release, Sony actually had a competition of a poster. You know, can you design the poster for the movie? Okay. This one. Really. Yes. It won, they got money, and they got to see the, a screening for free, which... That's crazy. Yeah, but the winner was an ex-video game magazine cover designer. Okay. So, so it like, wasn't just some nerd in his basement. I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it yeah. was. Look at it. <laughs> but he had a career, I guess is what I'm saying. It wasn't just some mm. random, like, high schooler doodling in Photoshop. No, and I'm also curious whether Michelle Rodriguez was on it, because I've seen versions where she's not. I've also seen versions with a different gun. Right. So, I mean, a lot of maybe changes have been made based on Michelle Rodriguez kind of well, maybe my, even outperforming her in the box office, you know, my based question on Fast and Furious. is how... They got the assets. Did Sony give out, like, here's a bunch of cutouts, you know, because when you do Photoshop, you yep. basically take a bunch of images, you put them together, you put some backgrounds. No, they had to go and take photos. Exactly. <laughs> <the> exactly. <laughs> and this was a very popular paparazzi <laughs> shot that she posed for inadvertently. You know, she was a promising actress before Resident Evil, a promising young actress. She has probably made more money than a lot of yes, good if, actresses. Well, look, if you judge... From a financial point of view, obviously she's made an absolute mint. Yes. And it's keep, kept her gainfully employed for the better part of 20 years. And this is not the only video game movie she's in. That's right. We will be seeing her again outside of Resident <laughs> oh. Evil. Oh, man, on another Paul W.S. Anderson film. I think so. Yeah. Did he direct Monster Hunter? Yeah. All right, I haven't seen that one yet. No, me neither. I haven't seen most of these. I imagine it's the newer ones you haven't seen. Well, see, this is the weird thing is, like, I watched this... I was very underwhelmed by it mm -hmm. and I was very upset by it. And then I was like, oh, well, obviously they're going to keep this going. And then it made heaps of money. And I was like, okay. They And then Resident Evil 2 came out, which I didn't know. I thought it was all direct. I thought he directed the whole series. He didn't direct 2 and 3. No, he was a and then writer, he came, though. And then he came back. He was yeah. just like writer-producer or something. Yeah, and was the writing is inexcusable. And look, they <laughs> do get worse. They do get worse. Resident Evil 2 is quite a lot worse than Resident Evil 1. Resident Evil 3 is probably marginally worse than Resident Evil 2, and then they kind of get a little bit better, yep. and then they get a little bit worse, and then they just really, by the end of it, it's just a total mess. I have only seen this one and the second one. Right. And I actually do prefer the second one. Really? Because more happens. It's schlocky, dumb. We'll talk about it when we cover it, but yeah. I, I do enjoy that one, not because it's good. 
I just couldn't, like, after I watched this, I was like, man, I'm so angry. Uh, This is not what Resident Evil should be. My (laughs) issue was just, like, it should be starring Claire Redfield and um, Jill Valentine. Yes. Not Alice? 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 Who the hell is Alice? (laughs) Anyway, so, um, yeah, that was my sort of big issue. I was just like, okay, why didn't we have those characters? Why don't we have any of that story? And then they kind of try and uh, retrofit some of them in absolutely in bad, poor, completely meaningless ways, and it just never really comes together. But I kept watching these. Yes. Every time they came out, I was like, it was kind of like an abusive relationship that I kept coming back to. I was just like, this one, this it'll be better now, it'll be better, it'll be all right now, it's, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be fine now, this is, no, actually, this is good, I didn't think this was going to be a good one. And each time I was like, I'm not doing it again, I'm never going back, and then the very <laughs> next then, year. bit of side boob, you're like, oh! <laughs> so I've, I've, I have given a lot of money to the Resident <laughs> Evil movie and game franchise. And now we fully endorse the continuation of the <laughs> reboot series, which I haven't seen yet. And is not good, and I've got some theories theories on why no one can make a good Resident Evil and maybe if we play a little clip of the original Resident Evil it might explain you everything so let's just let's just throw to that now you did a really good job this case was just too weird this case was this case was I have been looking around for clues. Okay, I'll go to the other house and see if I can find any clues. Will you do that? How about going down to check by yourself? I have a rope here. Oh, do you? Well, then I'll try to go down using the rope. Whoa, (laughs) this hall is dangerous. There must be a back door somewhere. I can treat you, except for your major injury. Would you like me to? Yes, please do something for me, temporarily. Oh no, you must be kidding! After we've come all the way here! Ladies first! Go first, Jill! But Chris! Give me a chance to play nice guy! Chris! Chris! You like it? Oh, that was great! It sounds like every word of every line. organize a search for the others. And get the hell out of here. Okay, that's enough. That's it, enough. It, it sounds like every line, and in some cases every word of every line, is recorded completely isolated to everything else. No context of like <coughs> what the situation is. Well, I think this is what happens when Japanese game developers commission or hire a cast to voice these things and English is not their first language. Yeah. Um, and so... I guess what the thing is is I look at that Resident Evil and I'm like, this is Shakespeare, right? This is this is this <laughs> is as genius. Like as in, yeah. uh, like my impression of it. Yes, I was like, this is such such a scary, well written, and I knew all that, like obviously we used to mock the lines all the time, but yeah. the overall thing, I was like. You can't mess with this, man. You can't be bringing it... You can't make it a heist film. Yeah. yeah, You you cannot make this a heist film. But obviously when we look back at that, what else were they going to (laughs) do? They couldn't actually do what the game had done because that was just as cheesy and bad in a different way. And what I was connecting to was that 
survival horror gameplay element yes which could not be conveyed <laughs> through some of this stuff i think the issue with adapting video games um i'm basically just going to sum up the entire freaking podcast idea right okay. now is that doing the thing is more fun than watching the thing yeah like for instance i haven't seen the uncharted movie but when i heard about it i thought that's a really weird idea because the video games are what if you could play an indiana jones movie and, and now and they're be going him and yeah yeah and now they're going, what if you could watch an Indiana Jones movie? Or what if you could but watch worse? <laughs> yeah, an Indiana Jones movie that's a really a knockoff of yeah. Indiana Jones. Could is, was that would you like to do that rather than watch Indiana Jones or play as Indiana Jones? And Lara Croft's Tomb Raider's already out. And yeah. And the sequel to that is already out. And then the reboot to that is already <laughs> out. We'll cover all of them. Yeah. We'll get to that. So yeah, I think they were stuck between a rock and a hard place in terms of how do we get this survival horror vibe yes and instead and instead of actually trying they're like you know what nah not gonna do that no throwing it out i think because in resident evil there was a lot of gore yeah uh, in the games as pixelated as it was it was still gore <laughs> and it was on a crt tv so the pixels looked a lot better yeah to get that for a movie you're gonna have to go nc17 in america yeah. and yeah. that's really just gonna cut down on your profit that's what they're thinking of yeah and uh, what was this? What restriction was this? Don't know, but not NC-17. Okay. Whatever one is below that. Yeah. Because they didn't want it to be too violent. Yeah. They could have gone with, hey, zombies got blue blood. Mm. I guess. You know, they're very rich and fancy. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies are very underwhelming in mm. this. Okay. Zombie movies. I find the action scenes of zombie movies always suck. Because mm. it's just, let's riddle them with bullets. And they'll sure. not react. Where's the fun in that? Imagine like a, a Jackie Chan stunt fighting action movie and he just punches a guy heaps of times and he doesn't react. That's how I feel when I'm just watching them go. Right. And yeah. they go, even in this movie, they go slow motion. They're like, oh, look at them shoot. And I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah, they sure are shooting. Why don't they stop that? Because it's not working and do something else. Yeah. Nah, let's just keep going. This is action. It's the illusion of something happening. That's right. Well, it did take, I timed it, it took 40 minutes for the zombies to arrive. Yeah. Not good. No. What my girlfriend also called it residential evil. <laughs> and I said, I think you're talking about the Auckland housing market. That's a, a joke for New Zealanders. That's a very, yes, it's a very <laughs> regional <laughs> joke. Yeah. I mean, the housing market. It's not is, good. No, wherever you are, it's yeah. probably not good. At the, in these times. The zombies were terrible in this. Mm -hmm. Zombies used to just be guys with like um, a bit of white face paint on, essentially, yeah. right? That's what, and you know, some kind of not amazing looking things. We hadn't got The Walking Dead yet. We hadn't sort of introduced the zombie contacts as a like a thing that they used like really extensively. Yeah. And so all of that leads to some like looking back at this uh, in this 2002 film, being like, yeah, man, these zombies are terrible. <laughs> It's they literally couldn't afford extras, so they used Capcom staff and like just I people did, that were on the stunt team. I noticed there was a distinct lack of like people. Like it would always cut yes. to them going, ah, 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 yeah. like you know, pointing the guns, and then you'd kind of see like three zombies lined up in a row using essentially like a long lens to make it look like there's more of them yes. and narrowing it so you can't see too much. It's like when they film like a news segment in front of a large crowd yeah. and it's just like 12 people sectioned All bunched off. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they yeah. make it look like, wow, look at all these people here. Yeah. So those people in the background, 
in the credits, have you seen what they're listed as? No. Uh, it's just colours, like Mr. Grey, Dr. Red, Mr. Right. Gold, Mrs. White. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's some creativity there. Hey, what's your favourite colour? There you go, it's 20 bucks. <laughs> you you want to put some makeup on? <laughs> yeah, so they kind of went with this whole heist thing instead of uh, this heist action movie. MacGuffin retrieval movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than like a true zombie film or yeah. even a true horror film. Oh, yeah. they, were, they were trying to shut down the Red Queen. Yes. And retrieve something? Or once, no. Once they found out that there was an antivirus, mm. then they wanted that. But they didn't um, know about that. To yeah, begin they were with. very keen to get vaccinated, weren't they? As they should be. They believed in the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, and <laughs> the vaccine didn't work on one of them. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but they did say that it might not under certain conditions. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so many parallels. Yes, to something. <laughs> Speaking of parallels to something, this was originally going to be called Resident Evil Ground Zero. Mm. But post 9-11 world, you can't just be going around calling things that. Ground Zero, yeah. Yep. So they didn't. Well, I mean... I think they're cowardly for not doing it. From what you've seen of this, it is very, I would actually say, late 90s in its, mm. in its styling, in its, in its filmic stylings. Yeah. Uh, it is very late 90s and it is very much like, so basically The Matrix came out and everyone decided uh, we're going to rip that off. What do you think was more influential, The Matrix yep. or 9-11? Uh, on film? <laughs> That's in general. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say that for film, yes. The Matrix was more influential, I think. Yeah, I did see a lot of people wearing long trench coats in like 2002. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And even this, like, heroine is sort of styled in the same way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was just a lot Check of... Check that outfit out. There's slow motion. There's, like, yes. bullet time-esque things that they, you know... Such as that kick on the dog. Speaking of that kick on the dog... Close. At least Close. they use real dogs for a significant amount of this. Yeah. Should be so good at time crisis. I mean, this is true to the game. You do shoot zombie dogs. Yes. And that was true to the movie The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was very authentic to the movie that they were ripping off the most, yes. The Matrix. Oh, they weren't the worst offenders of ripping off The Matrix, though. No, no. Definitely the, not. They, they weren't. So, that, oh. yeah, that zombie dog. That could just be Trinity, couldn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would have preferred it. Yes. Yeah, it's weird because I, when I was watching, I was like, look, this is not the game, mm. but I am enjoying the, the lasers. Yes. And, you know, there's some okay stuff in here. And then she did that and kicked the dog. And I was like, and I did, obviously, you kind of see a preview of it in, in the teaser. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, nah. Yeah, there's no. Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> also, the other thing is, Batman. like, Trinity has been programmed with, like, all this different kung fu thing yeah. for her to do. She is just some person at this point who what? is, like, a 
an operative of something. Yes. But not a run up the wall, kick a dog in slow motion operative. You don't know that. And I, she doesn't know that either. Well, She's lost her memory. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. So amnesia as a plot point, yeah. it's just a convenient thing to be like, well, it's so like you can learn when they learn so you can still relate to them. It does, does it need to be in there? Probably not. One of the things that I wrote down is that her character mm-hmm. here is the antithesis of someone with a character because <laughs> essentially her character is a person who has forgot everything yes. and remembers a tiny bit of it. Yes. No personality. No. Oh, no, she does have one personality trait. Kick. <laughs> I was going to say her personality trait is never ever killing someone when they need to be killed right. when they get begged to be killed or asked to be killed oh, restraint restraint <laughs> except when it foolish, comes to dogs foolish restraint is yeah. the, uh, that's the, so that's all we know she, we know nothing about her mm-hmm. we get zero information there's nothing that reveals itself through like she's just hanging about shooting people oh there's one thing that's revealed yeah her tasteful side boob <laughs> <laughs> yes, which foolish, is foolish restraint and tasteful side boob. Yeah, and uh, opposite ends of the a, spectrum. A very good side boob it was. Well, it's not, you know, I don't want to diminish that, but I'm not saying that as in terms of like. I don't want like, to get too hung up on it, to be fair. In terms of like character, she's just a person that doesn't remember anything for most of this film. Yeah. And then does remember mm. a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a character. That's not a. Per- that's not a. Th- three-dimensional person it's an easy catch-all of just like we need to add a extra bit of the plot now oh, let's have a remember it yeah flashback yeah to i don't care exactly <laughs> yeah I, I those are the bits that made me tune out and it seems to be more for a sequel than for this movie itself yeah i think i wasn't really paying attention during the flashback scenes yeah i was just waiting for the action yeah in this sci-fi horror <laughs> It's <laughs> a uh, survival horror film <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, where, exactly. where what we thought we might be seeing. But yeah, I, I will say there is a fun shot where someone um, tries to break glass with an axe and they, oh, and yes. this tiny little shard pops out the other side. Yes. That was, that was, that was cool. I also did like, there's a, also another scene where someone foolishly again, mm. no, like there's like, cool. The elevator is jammed halfway up. Oh, that's brutal. Let's yeah. let's 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 pull it open, let's pry it open, and let me squeeze out in this hole that is a bit too small for a human being to squeeze out of. Yes. And no, everything will be fine. Because we know from like real life when this has happened that it's always been fine when anyone's ever tried that. Of course. So they do a quite a nice sort of final destination fake out where the elevator goes down and she's like <gasps> Because she's stuck with her head sticking out of it. Yes. And then it stops. The brakes hit again. And she's like, ah. Yeah. Oh. And then it goes back up the other yeah. way. And the, the head oh. that, that was good. That uh, was good. I'm just talking highlights here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have to, to be able to get through this what? endeavor. That would be, oh, just look at the highlights of oh, these yeah. movies. <laughs> while there are some. Yes. <laughs> Looking yes. at you, Alone in the Dark too, probably. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. So I have a disdain for certain things in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is jump scares. Well, we don't need to worry about that here. They did. They tried. <laughs> they tried. And the thing that Bless, annoys they me. They tried. They really tried. None of them were real. Yeah. And all of them, the jump is we will play an audio sting very loud. Yeah. I, like that is like. Which a, is a poor man's jump scare. Absolutely. Because the character's not hearing that. Yeah. Most of the time. It's just a loud screech. Yeah. And like people just love, in this movie, people love going up behind somebody in this yeah. very scary scenario and just being like, yo. <laughs> 
hey, I'm right behind you. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, like whoa, 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 why are you so jumpy? And yeah. It's like, because you're a Cause fucking you just, zombie, man. You, and you just snuck up on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. While I was keeping an eye out for the zombies. I have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Very dangerous games played here. Yeah, so what I thought about those jump scares is none of them worked mm -hmm. apart from the one which you actually see in the trailer as well, which is the hand on the thing. Yes. Um, because they kind of fake it out beforehand, with yeah. a bit of misdirection beforehand. They don't do it when they could. But it is also very reliant yes. on a loud piece of music. Yes. I'd say the most horror yes. element of the entire movie. It's Yeah, they, I would say there's like six or seven faux jump scares or supposed yeah. jump scares that are not jumpy nor scary. Yeah, yeah. just jumpy. Yeah, but that's because someone's just Cri put like an air horn a next jump to your of head. a cringe of like, are oh, you fucking, you really did that? Like, it's getting a fright as opposed to getting scared. There's a big difference. Yeah, I think. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because also, none of them really build, you know, any suspense prior to. No. Um, and then you know, like we even saw that example. Like she's going for the gun. Yes. And we go. Oh, don't go for the gun because the zombie is going to grab you. Yeah. And then a zombie dog jumps through the window instead. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a gotcha. That dog was stronger than an axe. Yeah. Because <laughs> it could jump right through. The axe could only get a little shard of glass out the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. And dog yeah. was fine. Dogs are much more powerful when they become zombies. Yes. And more athletic. Unless they get kicked. Yeah. They're allergic to feet. Well, you know, that's the thing is, like, she kicked that zombie hard, right? Yeah, it was a good kick. Like, but, but not, it was a really good kick. But not probably hard enough to break his knee. Nah. Nah. So it should have just got back up. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad the scene was over. Is it, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, like, that's, you know, in terms of you really lost me points, that was certainly one of them for me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with the television show Ugly Betty? Yes. Then you would have recognised... Uh, the most boring-looking man to ever star in a movie. Uh, the guy who played which Matt. Guy? Which, which guy is that? Exactly. But it was the the one who was uh, arrested with her at first. The one who lasts up until the end of the movie. Oh, right. Matt Addison. Yes. Who turns into... Uh, he gets put into the Nemesis program. Oh, so he's the one that lasts right to the end. Yes. That guy's face... Something about it. He looks like any 80s or 90s video game yeah, protagonist just, and not in a good way. Yeah, it's yeah. like you. there's just something career uh, sort of... Vacuum? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's just sucking. Like whenever you see his face on screen, you go, no. He sits very... No. Like, he's sitting there while they're all shooting zombies. He's sitting there with his hands behind his back. He's, I mean, he's handcuffed, but can he's we, sitting very straight can, with his... Uh, maybe you know, He's got can, very good posture. He's got, he's, but he's got, he does have good posture. That's the main thing. Also, this scene, I don't know if you remember this moment. He runs into his sister. What a coincidence, <laughs> right? But yeah, just this, there's just something about this guy's face that just really... Uh, if you pause it there, let's pretend you paused it earlier. He has no distinguishing features. That's what I mean. It's, it's, like, he could get away with murder. It, it because just, if you described him to somebody, to a sketch artist... That draw literally anybody in the world. Yeah. If I shaved my face, I'd have the same features as him. Yeah, uh, two eyes, yeah. hairs on the top of his head, plain looking man. It's so weird. But he's an ugly bitter, you're telling me. Yeah, he was like the main love interest. Interesting. Yeah. But essentially his sister creeps up behind him, 
clearly mm-hmm. a zombie, but not clearly a zombie. Yeah, it's quite. They make it intentionally unclear. I think just and, to and keep the, you in the dark as a viewer. But it's, it's also like if you're acting like a zombie, or you're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're yeah. not acting like oh, I'm just shuffling. I could be a zombie. I could not be a zombie. I'm just a little bit shy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just your sister yeah. walking up behind you slowly. If you're a zombie and you're like, I want to eat your brains immediately. Yeah. As soon as I see you, I'm rushing over and eating, or I'm I am your sister. Yeah. It's not this, like, huh? is that my sister? Are you all good? Oh, no, you're not all good. They should hire you for the voice acting in Resident Evil games. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I actually do some great... Um, what is it? That's that's from Resident Evil, the game. Ah, something I don't understand about, like, I've never got into the whole zombie thing. I've never really understood the appeal. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. Whereas I made a feature film about zombies, yes. a zombie film. I yeah, made yeah, yes. my literal first film is a zombie film. Yeah. Not only is it a zombie film, it pays homage yes. to Resident Evil and has several scenes directly referencing Resident Evil, including the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So like how this rips off The Matrix, he ripped off this movie. I was ripping off no. the game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be very clear here. <laughs> I was ripping off the game. An important distinction. Yes. A very important distinction. But for me, zombies have always just been kind of a boring palette to just mm-hmm, go mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just these grey things. And like someone could try and explain it to me. It doesn't mean I'm going to like it. Sure. Right? Why don't, I mean, why don't they eat each other's brains for one? It's never really explained. They living just... tissue. Mm, sure. All about living tissue. Yeah, just like how they explained it in this movie. Did, they, did you explain that in yours? Well, I left it somewhat ambiguous because, you know, one of the first rules of filmmaking is if you can't explain... Well, as soon as you explain something... You have to adhere to it. I was going to say, as soon as you explain something, it becomes less interesting than maybe what your audience was imagining. True. And because... It turns out that you are a human being just like them and you have thoughts and ideas just like them and your sort of rationalization for whatever that is is probably going to be not amazing because you're not working at some higher level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just maybe not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can appreciate that. Um, Like zombies are after brains, right? Well, actually, Mm. they're only after brains in Return of the Living Dead. But and like all other things, that's the they're trope, just after though. people. Like that's the trope. If someone's going to do an impression of a zombie, they'll be they like, say brains. brains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like vampires, they want to suck your blood. Uh, werewolves, I don't know what their deal is. They're just angry. Yeah. Yeah. They what? just eat people when the, the, the moon's big, full. They turn bigger. they got a bigger stomach. Uh, hungry. Yeah. Um, what are, what's predators. The deal? They're what, predators. What's the deal with mummies? What's their deal? What's their power? They're cursed, aren't they? Yeah, but what are they? What's their goal? Why are they getting up and about? Yeah, there does a, a well. They're always part of an army or something. Aren't yeah, they? but isn't that kind of like a lot of zombies as well? Like the threat is that it's not that they're zombies. Is a lot of the time are like, oh, they're really powerful because they can't feel anything. Yeah. Or it's just there's just lots of them, man, and they're gonna get you. Yeah. Mummies might just be that, but I'd love a movie where it's mummies and the mummies are just like highly trained MMA professionals. Just a mummy running at you, yeah. getting you in a Muay Thai clinch and just kneeing you in the gut. Yeah. You know, just really wearing you down. Where's that movie? Because the mummies, they don't really have a stereotype other no, than just don't. covered in toilet paper. Yeah. Bring oh. something new to it, you know? Yeah. George A. Romero, he brought, hey, what if zombies could run? 
Yeah, uh, no, that wasn't Georgina. Romero. Oh, who was? Actually, in Return of the Living Dead, there's running zombies, mm-hmm. but in 28 Days Later, popularized running zombies. Um, House of the Dead popularized it in video games, I believe. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of the director, which I should know. He did train spotting. That's enough we'll information for the viewer slash listener sure. to Google it and find out themselves. Yeah. Come back to us and tell us the answer to our question. You need to know that now, but continue. Yeah, of course, yeah, that's going to bug you, isn't it? Yeah. Very upsetting that I don't remember his name. I don't think I ever covered my relationship to the Resident Evil video games, which is I don't have one. I've never played the games. Not a single one? Not a single one. I have n- Not even the new ones? No, because... Danny Boyle is the director of Transpotting. Uh, uh, there yes. you go, people. Yeah. Nobody cared. Moving hey, on. man, I really did. <laughs> but so you never played a Resident Evil no. in your life? My entire life. Did you watch other people playing? I have seen footage of it. Right. Okay, I did, and I recommend this video that I'm going to talk about now. I watched OSW Review did a two-hour deep dive into the latest Resident Evil game, Resident Evil Village. Village, yep. Yep. That was... It was interesting. game. It was interesting enough to watch two hours of it. It's mainly their charm and what they bring to the video. Yeah. And I thought, hey, I'll watch anything they put out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that video. Don't need to play the games now. Mm. So, mm. To, like, it's just not something that interests me. I'm like, oh, yeah, good for those people that go off and enjoy that. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Good for you, guy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate well, it. Well done. Did you get that trophy? No, I didn't really. I just play them to just, for the story. You finish it. I get to the end and then I'm done. Yeah. You don't need to complete it. Sometimes no. it's a grind, isn't it? Yeah. Like watching the rest of these movies. <laughs> you know there's three animated ones? Uh, I knew that there was at least two because I've watched two. Yeah. I think it's Degeneration. And they're actually made by Capcom. Yes. And written by Capcom they're, staff. They're presumably. linked to the games yeah. more than the movies. Yeah, they're they sort separate. of act as sort of bridges but none of them make those don't really make sense either or money don't make money either (laughs) well they're kind of like they're just extended cut scenes yes of what you now see in the video games really yeah yeah if they released one nowadays like with the graphics and stuff that they've got if they're going to borrow from the artisticness yeah the artistry of the current video games to make a movie that might be pretty interesting well it would be if they bring in that giant um big boob lady yeah What's her name? Lady <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. Or there something. we go. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> the guy How do you who, know that the guy that's never played. I watched two hours of some guys just harping on about how big her tits were. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have no idea. I've never see, see that's play. the thing. She's probably going to be a mascot for that game for years to come. Well, I, I have to uh, like, it's, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't play that game. She is killed in that game. Yes, but I feel like they have to bring her back because she was so. It's, it's a zombie popular. game. Did things come back to life all it's the time? True. It's true. Yeah. We have one more clip to play, don't we? Yeah, and it's mainly to observe the 2002's CGI, VFX, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Whatever the proper thing is to call that. Yes. Also, I just want to pause it for the Red Queen's voice. I've been a bad, bad girl. Man, I was like, why is she the... Hey, why is she a kid? Yeah. That makes no sense. Oh, they just explain it away, don't they? They just go, oh, she's a kid because uh, she's the guy who's invented its daughter. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was so, like, okay. And why does she has have like a tough English accent when... Because foreigners is an, are always scary. But she's... This is American-based... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. They always do that in uh, I know, American films. I, I was things. just like, man, they really stretched it with this kid and the voice. I do like that one line. 
What? That they put in the trailer. Of, oh. Yeah. You're going to die down here or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You're, is it? You're all going to die Newspaper, down here? Newspaper, all right. Read all about it. You're going to die down here, ain't you? All right, I'm Tom Holland. Like Tom Holland's playing the Red Queen. This is awful. <laughs> is it this bit? Yes. My thoughts exactly. Why did they give him such a juicy ass as well? I don't, it just so, seems so strange to me. So he's really tight buns on that uh, liquor. He also has tight buns for eyes. <laughs> Those, I mean, it is terrible CG. I don't think it's that bad, though. I, like, it holds up better than stuff that's come out later. Yeah. Probably but, with a bigger budget, too. To me, I was like, oh, man, you re like, again, watching this in the cinema and this came out, I was, like, I was like, I was like, this really does not look good. That's why they do a lot of CGI in the dark for horror movies. Yeah. Then you can get away with a lot more. Well, they weren't getting away with it here and it was sort of in the dark. Well, there was all the artificial lighting. You know, there's this other bit too that I, I don't really understand. So she finds out that the bad guy was her husband. Yes. Were they both playing roles? Like, as in she was infiltrating there and he was... Yeah, I'm not too sure what was happening before. I don't care. No. Yeah, all right. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> she goes... He basically gets eaten a little bit by the liquor, but then he's yes. coming back as a zombie. And then oh, she, yeah, so that thing is she, called a liquor. And she gives him an axe to the head. Yes. And then she says... Can you remember what she says? Something shit. Yeah. It's not a great line. She's like, I'm missing you already. Yes, that's what it is. What? Yeah, I don't. What? Are you, what? You really just really rediscovered that he was yeah. You're missing. What? Yeah. The other weird part that I thought about this is because they both have amnesia. Yes. And then first she remembers that they've mm. had sex. Yes. And then he's like, "You remember anything?" And she's like, "Nah." <laughs> Must have been great. <laughs> Pretty unmemorable. Uh, and and I was like, okay, wouldn't you say like, hey, well, I think we we're in a relationship together. Mm. But no, she's like, nope, don't remember anything. See, this is the second time I've watched this in yeah. the last two years. The first time I wasn't really paying attention very much. Yeah. And at the end I was thinking, wait, was he pretending to have memory loss? So he could get away, so right. he could get them to infiltrate it all for him? I And then I was like, oh, no, he just actually had memory loss yeah. too. I and think my idea, despite it being a mistake, is probably a better premise. Better. Yeah. It would make more sense because... You should put that in your movie. Well, the weird part is they're like... So he does remember, and then he like he goes from being a good guy, yeah. nice guy, total good guy, and then he remembers being a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "I'm evil now." I'm, and it's like, wait a second. You know what happens when people actually do get amnesia, yeah. and they start remembering stuff? There's sometimes quite a big disconnect to the person they were mm -hmm. and the person that, and like even like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And it, I can't help but think that within thirty seconds. That switch would not be flipped. And he's like, yeah, I'm in it for me now. I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. A couple of seconds ago, I was totally sweet. And, I, you know, I was, was a really decent guy. Well, he was a guy who was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was a guy who was as, there. As they and all no, were. and he did give her his jacket, didn't he? <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you remember that? The, the bar is so low for a guy to be considered that's decent. How that's, yeah, yeah. that's the love story. He yep. gave he gave her out. <laughs> Hey, you're a wet woman in a cold underground land. Hey, the love jacket? is blossoming. Woo. The love is blossoming. Here's this jacket. Hell. Do I hear oh. wedding bells? <laughs> uh, but there was this bit where they fight this thing. There we go. Remember the Matrix? Yeah. Too bad she, she didn't move out the way there. <laughs> he didn't like tell her to. Nah. He knew that she would because <laughs> love is blossoming. <laughs> Open the doors! Oh yeah. She's a zombie now because they, they didn't kill her when they should have. She didn't even hide it. She didn't do that trope where you hide the fact that you've been bitten and then reveal it once she's a zombie. Yeah. Everyone knew she was going to be a zombie. And then, oh my god, she's a zombie. Quick, Michelle Rodriguez is going to play a different character. Killer! This is where the CG looks the worst for me this kind of whole segment um but this bit i don't understand i don't understand this 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 bit. i guess they're trying to get back to the surface <laughs> yeah yeah but, and then it's just on board but why why is it on fire yeah oh friction it was, it was in the budget <laughs> like it's in case you were falling asleep in the, in the <laughs> cinema loud noise bright lights you know so when i watched that again yes i was like Wait, what? Why did he catch on fire? And I was like, are we saying the friction from the train tracks caused him to be set alight? Yeah, but then there'd have to be something flammable there, right? Maybe if they had of teased a, it was like just a, generating a fuel the leak or something. And, you know, if he was being splashed with fuel and then they could stab him in the tongue and I was, just, I was just like, he would yeah. never catch fire. No, no, no. he's good. too wet. It's too moist. Uh, yeah. Them buns be tight and moist. And also, why? <laughs> why? And again, he wouldn't catch fire at that. Like, he literally catch fires almost instantly. Yes. Stupid. Yeah. You reckon? That's the point where you went, ah, it's a bit silly. No, but that was just <laughs> definitely one of the points where you're like, mm mm, mm mm. Nah. That's, that's the point, and then you look at how much time is left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing about this film mm -hmm. is nothing to do with what we've talked about. Okay. The worst thing about this film is the music of this film. Oh, yeah, it's 2002. This is a techno, kind of hard rock, Ramstein ripoff, very of its time, but Absolutely. also completely inappropriate for either being emotionally engaging or exhilarating in the action scenes yeah. or scary just the opposite of what you could possibly ask for like this is like the one of the worst movie music soundtracks that i've ever heard i'm gonna it really struck me i'm gonna look up <laughs> some of the names okay. of the songs that were in this and Give i think this, shout out absolutely <laughs> uh not so much just just the names of this is mm. what how things were named in 2002 yeah 
uh, there's going to be an expletive in here. That's how cool okay. and edgy yeah. Resident Evil is. Yeah. Uh, cyanide 2600 torched my plague. The uh, new abuse mix. Uh, the new what? abuse mix? Yeah. You couldn't just have the original. Oh, that's got. That was written by the guys and performed by Slipknot. There you go. That's a Slipknot one. I'm saying that <laughs> Slipknot and Ramstein One Piece. <laughs> Wall of Death. Yeah. Fist fuck. <laughs> Fist fuck got second billing in the music credits. Second build on this Resident Evil. Man, it the is... Michelle Rodriguez of the music in this movie. Absolutely horrific. Yeah, I loved it. So, yeah, to me, I was like, man, if I was there, any takeaway of this film is the music has completely ruined. It's just every time it starts, it takes something away the from t- the experience. <laughs> the tail end of new metal. Yeah. 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 Which I was s- also very close to the beginning and yeah. the peak of new metal. <laughs> it didn't it last happened. very long. It all, it all happened. Like I said, it was the, uh, the other sort of trinity moment mm-hmm. is when Mila gives the zombie a leg headlock and snaps his neck. Okay. Does a guy ever do anything like that in a movie ever? Because usually that turns into like a tilt-a-whirl, head-scissors, harikarana type yeah. deal. That's a completely female action star thing. Like Black Widow is the one that kind of... So it does it, she does it every movie she's in, okay, right? Okay. That's just how they write yeah. them. They yeah. go, ah, oh, athletic woman, do fight. Got to do a spinny roundy arm drag, tilt-a-whirl, something, something. Yeah. Why can't guys use their legs? i got thick thighs. That's right. They wouldn't Powerful. want me to do that. I guess what to me was I was like, okay... What is the most dangerous move you could do that would put you at the most risk of getting bitten? Put your legs and crotch at the zombie's face and wrap your legs around. Yep. And somehow expect (laughs) that you won't get bitten. Okay, they explain in this movie that, like, even the slightest scratch, you know, we don't want (laughs) to risk it. And then you have people completely enveloped by a crowd of zombies and then they bust out. Or you have people getting, you know, they're up to their waist and crawling away from them they didn't get a scratch nothing not not at all did they just have they got really well trimmed fingernails because they yeah. all used to work it's, in a lab it is uh, it is strange I, I also enjoyed this line proof of the research that was going on down here what kind of research the illegal kind keep that up keep that up uh, i also enjoyed michelle rodriguez's opening line can you remember what that is no so she takes off her swap mask Blow me. Hell yeah. (laughs) She's the best thing about this film, in my opinion. Yeah. She has an actual sort of character and acting. (laughs) Yes, and she continued to use that for every (laughs) single film she was ever in afterwards, was that same character and that same actor. A kick-ass action heroine, to me, that's like as far as characters to be, that's pretty good. And also one... Believable. One invested with some degree of humanity that you, the audience, connect to, yep. which is where Mila Jolovich... Stop trying. ...failed in this one. She failed as much as you did in pronouncing her name. Yeah. Yeah. Badly. Badly. <laughs> six more times. Six more times. <laughs> uh, and they only brought Michelle Rodriguez back one time, mm. I think. Yeah, and um, um, they bring back the most boring man. We've they do used. bring him back. Well, only they use archive footage for the next movie. Thank God, his characters in there. Because also, she's really stupid in this film. Which one, Mila? Okay, she's really stupid. She's like, 
so this guy's surrounded by zombies, can't get out. There's no way they can get to him. And she's like, we're not leaving you. Yeah. No, fucking leave him. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. bitten already. He's fucking done. Her whole thing was trying to get everybody out of there. Yeah. And who did she we- save? <laughs> the most boring man in existence who to was, barely show up in the sequel. Who was also infected when they get out. Oh, yes, but by the liquor. Different. Yeah. yeah. Different kind uh, of infection. But I did enjoy his line. So probably the other one of the other great moments is he has one bullet left in his gun, this guy that's surrounded by all the zombies, and he takes the gun and he puts it to his head like he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And then he chooses to shoot the zombie instead. Yes, but you don't even see that. Which moment. you don't see. Now. You see it off. You hear the. So bullet you believe from that he did it. He, yes. That he shot it, and then you hear him say, "You're gonna have to work for your meal." <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he was one of the best things he was, in the film. He, he was, was great. He was not bad, but I, I, th- I still think Michelle Rodriguez was better. You felt like, and when she was infected, you were like, "Damn, she's infected." Yeah, and I really hoped she, you know, that virus, the the antivirus works on her. Yeah, um, yeah, which it didn't. I also did enjoy her line. Someone is like, when it's revealed that the bad guy date what or was with Mila. Yeah, she's like. Your boyfriend's a real asshole. That sounds like her. <laughs> <laughs> so the only other thing that I wanted to touch on was the ending. Yes. Very abrupt. Yep. It's like, oh, they made it. No, actually, we're setting up for a sequel really quick, and we've had this whole thing prepared outside the whole time, and we're yeah. secret agent kind of people, and we're going to kidnap you. And All right. Yeah. Yep. She does wake up. Oh, yes. Not wearing very much at all. She's wearing a handy paper towel, ultra-large, Yep. the front and the back with tiny little clips. It's strange because it's like, would you really put a paper towel over her or would you just have her naked if you, for her modesty? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they care. No, not at that point. And it's like, it's kind of like they do and they don't because it's like, wouldn't you just wrap a towel around her then if you care about her modesty? Yeah. It, they've gone like very halfway of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I couldn't possibly the see double paper a, towel. a nipple or a labia. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But literally every other part of her skin, hell yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you, and you do see some uh, some side muff. You oh. see some side boob. You see some side muff. Yeah. That's where the big bucks come. Which uh, was quite alarming to a 19-year-old me. Made you less angry on the way out, <laughs> eh? <laughs> and then she, she goes outside, finds a shotgun in a car, and then sets up a sequel by cocking said shotgun. Yeah. She goes... Well, she it's wakes. Sequel time. Is that the line? Is that what she says? Uh, yeah, almost. Yeah. She. Uh, what I wrote is that she wakes up in 28 days later. <laughs> she wakes up Very in that clever. movie. But, oh, no, I just thought she, she was just asleep for four weeks. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's the least conclusive movie ending ever. And she says, this looks like some kind of Resident Evil apocalypse, don't you think? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it also starts with this uh, amazing shot, and and I don't know if we can maybe we can pull it up. It's actually in the trailer as well. Oh yes, um, which I thought was actually really cool. Yes. Um, um, so a zoom in to begin the movie. Is that where you're heading? Who's uh, the filmmaker now? <laughs> hey. I actually wasn't thinking about the zoom out to end the movie. Oh, okay. I just. Uh, really enjoyed this zoom in from this black square. I yeah. thought it was a really cool way to start things. Especially like, within like a boxed environment. And yeah. It kind of makes yeah. You feel like- so when he's not ripping off the Matrix or Aliens, mm-hmm. because also this is very Aliens. I don't know if you've seen Aliens, but... Um, Who knows? 
it's it, it's not canon in this podcast world, obviously, because it's not based on a <laughs> video game. Mm. Uh, but um, so there's a bit where she, they put their hands through the grates. Yes. That, that's a direct aliens ripoff. Uh, yes. Also, the idea of the SWAT team arriving, them kind of being sort of gung-ho mercenaries, that's very aliens. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's just definitely some, you could see, that, you know, where Paul was getting his thing. That in the Matrix. But this shot, along with some of the other shots, I thought were him where he's actually, you know, doing some really visually interesting stuff because yeah. he can certainly direct action, I think. Yes. You know, a, he, he can't just, write characters, can't uh, have a plot that's that cohesive. makes that much sense, yeah. but he, he can do action. He can make a woman do a kick, can't yeah. he? He, yeah, can, yeah. he can really get her to run up a wall. And, you know, that didn't look too bad. I mean... I think she's, like, pretty adamant on doing her own kind of stunts and stuff as well, mm-hmm, where possible. Mm-hmm. Not to the extent of Tom Cruise. This is the end now. Yes. This is this is the... She's uh, found a lab coat, though. Yeah, so. she has found a lab coat. Paper towels are gone. Yep. It is a bit chilly out. Oh, that's some kind of reference to a game, probably. The Dead Walk. Yes. Well, it's weird, too, because essentially Resident Evil, the original game, was a bit of an homage to George A. Romero's films. Who then, then they... Who then wrote a script that they rejected. That's very funny. And then got Paul W.S. Anderson to do an homage to The Matrix yes. rather than anything related to zombies. Well, I don't think zombies were so in at the time. Well, they were, they, uh, they were heating up. Yeah, and then that, that wasn't their peak. It certainly wasn't their heyday. No, I think they peaked in I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. That's right. My film, for those wondering. Um, so I'll just play this, but I'll just turn the sound down a little bit so we can just talk over it. So she's determined. She's also been given superpowers at this point. We don't know that yet, but she no. has been. Yeah. Oh, she's still got the paper towel on. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Now this is like quite an awesome money shot that that this, yeah, this, this pullout. Like this would have taken some because this I don't think looks. There's no CG up until this point, or maybe there's a bit of augmented CG. When we go further out, we can start seeing some things that are a bit more problematic, a little bit janky, such as those uh, this blood splatter on the window and these smoking yes. windows. That it's all. very blood splatter. Blood splatter one dot JPG yep. from whatever um, <laughs> little special effects. It's almost like they took it out of a video game and yeah. just pasted that on there and that's whoever got hired to throw paper all over this scene well done you've you've really got it everywhere that's that's, yeah, a, that's you, a really good yeah, job yeah no full credit full credit but i also was disappointed at the beginning of each game or mm-hmm. used to be that the title would appear and would go resident evil and i was really waiting for that at the beginning of this game yeah and instead the title just pops up. Very yeah. nondescript. Yeah. I think, I guess they used it in the trailer. Yeah. So they, they used did. it to hype the movie, but not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they always do that in the trailer, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of why we played them at the beginning. I mean, those were my thoughts on this first uh, movie game adaptation. Unfortunately, it's one of the best. <laughs> one of the best things <laughs> we're going to cover, isn't it? It's one of the best video game adaptations. And I will say, I know that maybe we've been a little bit tough on the film. I'd say you more so. More so, uh, me than you. You've got a, an attachment. Yeah, I have a direct affinity to the game, so I feel like this bastardization is very offensive. But to be honest, it was more offensive to 19-year-old me when I'm watching it now, 20 years later. I was like, you know what? That was actually pretty enjoyable. Yes, so I enjoyed that more 
watching it the second time right. than I did the first time. Right. One, I didn't have to pay attention as much to the plot, but also so I kind of knew what was going on a yeah. lot more in it. Yeah. So that really helped. And yeah, just kind of letting go of any expectations. I think having no <laughs> attachment. Just losing no, all hope <laughs> was, no was definitely really a good move for the enjoyment. Well, I was also in a very good mood when I watched it. Right. And that helped. Um, not with my mood, but with yeah. my enjoyment <laughs> yeah. of the, of the game. yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the box office success, this was very successful and has gone on to make this, I think, the second highest grossing video game adaptation series of all time. Mm. Second to, I don't know, probably one movie that just trounces all of them. Always profitable, these movies, so that's why they keep making them. Maybe they had us in mind, eh? I thought someone's... Someone's going someone's to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, someone's someone... going to do a podcast about video games, and they're going to need to review seven of the same franchise. Yeah, someone's mental health isn't debilitating as <laughs> quickly as we'd like. So let's make these movies and make someone let's really send them off a cliff. Yeah, apparently, a James Cameron really enjoys this. It's a guilty pleasure of his. Yeah, note the, the so word guilty just... pleasure. I don't think there should be such thing as a guilty pleasure. I think you should just be able to enjoy whatever. Sure. <laughs> if, if really? Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you enjoy it, claim it. Be proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't no matter what it, it is, be like, oh, no, it goes against my personal brand. Eh, screw your personal. It doesn't mean anything. Mm. You know? I, I Like I said, I really like this film a lot more this go-round yes. uh, than I did when originally watching it. Obviously, there's a lot uh, of issues I still have with it, but fundamentally, it's it's a recommend for me. Yep. You recommend it? Okay. So I'm going to introduce a rating system. Sure. I don't know how, how much you're going to like it, but I give this movie 10. Yeah. But out of what? Okay. I'm going to let you go first using that rating system. All right. I'm going to give this 10 out of... Hmm. This is very on the spot, I know. I'm going to give this one 10 out of 15. Ooh. Mm. You know what? I'm going to match you. Okay. I think 10 out of 15. Yeah. That's... That's a pretty high score. Yeah. I mean, 15, that's heaps. It may be the highest. What, have you heard what other people rate things? <laughs> Four. Oh, that's a low score. Yeah. But not with us. No, no, no. The, the worse the movie is, the higher the score, in yeah. a way. Yep, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll give this 15. Yeah, 10 out of 15. I've got a sneaky little recommendation. I'm just going to chuck recommendations to do with the movie we've watched at the end. Just a little, not really homework, but just something, something a little bit extra if you enjoy mm. watching us talk about this. A video by Corridor Crew called VFX Artist React. It's a series they've yep. got. They're up to a very high number now, but they reviewed the laser scene right. on episode three of, of that series. That wow. Got. So they got they get you know experts yep. in who have sometimes worked on the pieces that they yes. are uh, reviewing. So that's that's always cool seeing an insight of like you know how the sausage was made. An absolute sausage of a film this was. <laughs> so <laughs> not so much of a sausage fest though. Huh? You know, two it? leads. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for watching or listening. I don't know if you know this, but the next episode, we're going to be covering Uwe Boll's House of the Dead. Really want to get that underway. This is 2003 film because there's a lot of Uwe Boll to cover. There is. So strap yourselves in, including you, Guy. Yeah. All right, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Gotcha. Gotcha.